This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 254 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Benefab Products and you, our listeners. This is Reese Koffler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from, uh, I can't do his voice. This is Glenn DeGeek from, <laughs> from uh, Ocala, Florida. And you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Glenn. Hi. Philip is uh, under the weather. He's a bit yeah. sick. He joined us for the interviews earlier tonight. And you'll hear why he's not doing the rest <laughs> of the show, because nobody wants to listen to that for an hour. So. Oh. And he sounded so sad. It was he, he. took one for the team. Everybody. He he was here on time, and and we had te- I had technical problems, and he waited, and oh, he. But by the time we got through the interviews, I'm like, you just sound terrible. Go to bed. Go to bed. Like we're done. Glenn and I. Glenn and I will do it. So so you've got Glenn and I this evening. So Glenn, how are you? You haven't been on in a while. I know. I'm doing great. Uh, I I got to do some fun things. We'll talk about here in a minute. But I do have some housekeeping stuff I want to do before we get to our guests. You have a couple great. of fun guests tonight. Tell us about those uh, before we get to the housekeeping. We do. We have a a good friend of ours, Aiden Uller. She has been on the show several times and and has a great new announcement about being sponsored by Nike. So we're going to hear all about... She has made the news all over the place. Yeah, she has. And she's such a great girl and great person and great family and hard worker. So um, I am such a cheerleader for her. So I can't wait to have her on and and hear about all her success and and her experience with Nike because that was pretty cool. And we have Jessica Spracklin, who was a part of the winter intensive uh, training program with London Gray this winter. And she had just an amazing uh, time down there. And I can't wait to hear all about her experience uh, with that program. So lots of fun stuff tonight. And, of course, you and uh, Philip are going to do a training tip a little later on, responding to a question from a listener about cantering. So that's all coming up here. We got Philip. That was the last thing he did before yeah. he passed out. <laughs> we exactly. made him do that. <laughs> I'm probably going to check on him later. He sounded that bad, actually. <laughs> Poor guy. Well, a couple <laughs> things I wanted to remind everybody of from the Horse Radio Network side of things is that we are doing a listener meetup. If you are heading to uh, Rolex, uh, Kentucky three-day event here at the end of the month, uh, the weekend of the 24th of April, on that Saturday, cross-country day, we are many of the hosts of the Horse Radio Network shows are going to be all meeting up. We're having a listener meetup a half an hour before cross-country starts at jump number one. And I think I've conned Reese into coming over. I know. So Reese is going to come over. Jamie's going to be there from Arizona, host of the Horses in the Morning show. My wife, Jennifer, host of Horse Tip Daily, is going to be there. Uh, Samantha from the Eventing Radio show is going to be there. You're going to be there representing Dressage. And we're looking forward to meeting our listeners. We would love if you would come by, say hi. We'll walk a couple of the jumps together to get the day started, and then we can all break off and do our thing. But I think it should be a lot of fun to get to meet, get to meet you all. Really excited. And like I said, I was, I love it. We, we go to Rolex every year and, and this year actually I'm not coaching anyone. So it's kind of nice to have a, a year just to hang out and go shopping. That's all I got to say. If you are questioning, if you should come or not, dressage everybody, uh, please come because the shopping is amazing. All I'm going to say. I got to tell you, Reese, we've been invited to the Eventing Nation tailgate booth. What? Yeah, so we can go over there and and get some. uh, I'm sure that the Eventing Nation tailgate booth has some alcoholic beverages around lunchtime. (laughs) So I'm I'm thinking we go crash the party over there around lunchtime. 
I love it. Well, I'm hanging with you guys. I'm really looking forward to, to a great day. So it's really, really fun. And don't think, oh, I'm a, I'm a dressage rider. It's super cool to see those horses run around cross country. And great shopping. Yeah, it is. A, it is a neat show. About uh, forty to 50,000 people show up on cross country day. It's one of the largest. It is the largest spectator event for, uh, for the English side of the house anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Now, a couple other things, too. Uh, one is that we want to thank all of our auditors who have signed up. Dozens of you have signed up to help support the Horse Radio Network so that we can bring some new programming to you, some new breed programming and discipline programming as well. And if you like the Dressage Radio Show and you want to help support Reese and Phillip, part of that money that is uh, pledged goes back to the hosts as well. Because they don't make much doing this, none of us do. And we do it because we love it, and we we like to be here, and we like uh, we we like to provide it for for you guys. So if you want to do that, stop over to dressageradio.com. Big banner in the middle of the page for as little as a dollar a month. You can help support uh, your friends here at the Dressage Radio Show. We appreciate anything you can do. We have all kinds of incentives over there for people who do become auditors. For as little as a dollar a month, you will receive the blooper reel that we are going to do once a month just for the auditors. We're the only ones here, the bloopers from the different shows. Reese has a lot of them. Thank you, Glenn. (laughs) I really appreciate that. Yeah, Philip and I probably are are the leaders in the blooper reel. I I have asked to hear this blooper reel, and I heard a big N.O. No, 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 no no previews. And then also, one of the other things that's happening that we haven't announced before is that the auditors are going to have the right, the dibs, uh, anytime we get a product in that needs reviewed. Uh, we get all kinds of products in from company to do reviews and then and then to report on them on the shows. We are going to offer them out to the auditors to review. Love it. So very cool. That's the best part of our job, actually. Except yeah. working working with Glenn. <laughs> but it's fun to it is fun to test all the products. That's really cool. Well, we want to get our listeners involved in that. So we're gonna we're gonna do that as well. Send and then we're there's also gonna be an auditor roundtable show, one episode a month that we're putting together with three different auditors. We'll sit around and talk about horses, sort of like uh, in the tack room, and, and that that'll be a show that's available to auditors for auditors. So that that's just kind of the some of the things that we're doing if uh, for as little as a dollar a month here on the Horse Radio Network. Thank you all for your support. If you can't uh, afford to do that, that is fine. We appreciate you listening. What you can do is just tell all of your friends on Facebook and elsewhere about the Dressage Radio Show. Provide a link, post it up there once a week, and uh, give us some support that way. That would be great. Love it. And that is about it for my announcements here on uh, from the Horse Radio Network. We've got some news. Um, there's some exciting things going on. Uh, I, I'm sure, I don't know, here in Kentucky, the grass got green literally this week. Yay! We, uh, <laughs> I know. And we have our first horse show this weekend. So uh, it felt like forever that we were never getting to horse show season. And then now it's here. So it's so nice to have it finally upon us. So we've got a group going this weekend to our first show. So it's a small show because I think a lot of people uh, aren't ready yet. <laughs> aren't ready yet. We you know we're, we're it's, it's, thankfully I have the indoor. You and, have an indoor. Your horse is yeah, not legged up. Not ready. You're not ready for the show. So so that's pretty cool that we're we're ready to go. But um, some exciting things. Just tried to pull some stuff off the internet that was that was fun. Um, 
So May 10th through the 11th, Dr. Gerd Heuschman is actually coming to Lebanon, Ohio, and he's um, a world-renowned expert in equine biomechanics, and he's going to lead a, a symposium at Dancing Horse Farm, and this is, uh, he's, he's an incredible man. He wrote the book uh, Tug of War, Classical versus Modern Dressage. Uh, so he's a really cool, interesting man, and uh, it's in Ohio. So if anyone's around there, it's worth your time to to go and listen to him speak. Um, so that will be that's a exciting thing, um, and it's a dancing horse farm uh, owner and head trainer Jen Truitt uh, who's having the symposium. So I hope that that's something people can head off to. And also some news that came out of um, USEF, United States Equestrian Federation, this week is Chris. Welton, Olympic and global sports marketing leader, will be the new chief executive officer. Um, and Chris was appointed. He built his career at uh, top of the sports marketing and branding, beginning at the 96 Olympics. Um, and he was announced Tuesday that he is taking over um, the reins from John Long, who's been there for 10 years. So that's some exciting news. I didn't even know USF. that John was on his way out. Yeah, yeah. He, it, it, it's been in the works, I think, for a little while. I've known for at least a couple months that he was, um, it was heading out. So, um, this will be exciting and, and branding and marketing is what we need. So, uh, that'll be, that'll be good to see what happens with that. So, yeah, it looks like they didn't go for an ex rider here. They went for somebody who knows the business side of things, which right. in that position, there's enough riders in the USEF hierarchy. Yes. That, uh, you know, with all the committees and boards and everything else they've got going that, uh, this was probably a very wise move. I think so. I think so. So I think that's great. And some, some big changes over there. So that's good. So Terrific. Yeah. Well, right after it. this word from Benefab, our friends over at Benefab Products, and I know you have a couple that you're ordering here very shortly. Yes. I was just uh, complaining one for yourself. about my, <laughs> Yeah, I was just complaining to Glenn about my shoulder. I was like, gosh, I need to get on this because my shoulder's bothering me. So the products are amazing and very helpful and will help kind of some soft tissue injuries like I have. So I'm excited about that. Jennifer uses the same one actually for her shoulder and she uh that the blanket one. Yes. And she wraps it around her shoulder when she goes to bed at night and she actually sleeps with it there and it, it she said that's the only thing that's really keeping her from from having serious issues with her shoulder uh is that blanket. I know, I can't yeah. wait for it to come. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm not so, gonna lie. So right after we hear from Betterfrab products, we have our first guest coming up here. Jessica Spracklin about her time at the winter intensive training, and that happened over the winter in Wellington, Florida. Are you tired of treating your horse for soreness? Well, then be proactive. Benefab offers you and your horse a natural remedy to joint and muscle stiffness, inflammation, and circulatory deficiencies. Benefab offers a variety of innovative products like saddle pads and polo wraps and quarter sheets for your horse, and socks and blankets for you. Simply ride in it or wear it and feel the difference Benefab's ceramic-infused products make. You can check them out online at BenefabProducts.com, or you can call them toll-free at 855-957-8378. Well, it is my pleasure this evening to welcome Jessica Strachlin, who was a part of the Winter Intensive Training Program, or WIT for short, through Dressage for Kids. And she was in Wellington, Florida with London Gray all winter. Jessica, welcome to the program. Hi. 
<laughs> We're glad you're here with us tonight. So I'm glad you're here. You came last week for a lesson and you were telling me all about Lyndon's program in Florida and it was so cool. So I told, I we were walking around and chatting about the program and I said, stop, we're going to have to do this on the radio show next week. So, so Jessica, tell us a little bit about yourself to start with and then we're going to move into um, what the program was like. Um, I'm 18 years old and I've been riding in Ohio for about seven years at my family's farm and um, I'm just starting to get into dressage and I got accepted into London's program and that really just opened doors for me. And I went to Florida and changed my life. <laughs> so so tell us, what, what is the pro? So kind of from the whole start, um, how did you apply for the program? How did you hear about the program? And then kind of move on from there. Well, I heard about the program kind of through a roundabout way um, through some family friends, actually, that have nothing to do with horses. Um, but then I went online, Dressage for Kids has a website, and I applied just thinking, you know, maybe I'll get in, maybe I'll get to go. It'd be amazing. And I got into the program and a whole bunch of decisions real quick and whirlwind trip to Florida. And I was in Florida, Wellington for three months, experiencing all massage happenings there. So tell us, like, what was your normal day like? Um, a normal day would start at 6.30 in the barn. We were in charge of our own horses. We got to bring our own horses down, which was pretty awesome. Um, so after feeding and mucking, we would do fitness. And then lessons would start around 8. And we'd all take lessons with Lyndon. And sometimes some guest instructors would come in and teach us. And then... In the afternoons, we would have lectures with different professionals in the area. Excellent. Feeding again. Yeah, that, so. sounds, that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. So, what were some personal goals that you had put put together in 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 going to Florida and and some things that you were able to achieve? My personal goal for Florida was to really understand what dressage was and to work on me as a rider and my horse. Neither of us really truly understood what throughness was or what dressage really meant for us. I was an event rider for a while. Um, and going to Florida just opened my eyes. We came out and started to understand what real dressage riding was. I got to watch the top riders in the nation compete and train, and that just was amazing. And then... The end of the season, I did one show at Global, and we scored a 61 at first level. So that kind of made my day. Yeah, absolutely. So, what, who was your favorite, or, or maybe maybe your top three guests that you you talked to or, or you listened to this winter? Oh wow, that's really hard to pick. Um, <laughs> We got to go to the Global Dressage Farm and listen to Jan Binks give a clinic, which was absolutely amazing. Um, he was my favorite, I, too. I love, He's my personal he favorite. He was just my favorite. I loved him. Agreed. Um, and then we got to go to Tina Kanye's farm and watch her ride Collecto. And she talked to us about her training techniques. 
and let's see a third. We talked to several veterinarians and nutritionists throughout the season, and that just in general was pretty cool. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. No, no, that's great. So tell us, I'm a little concerned. What was this fitness program? That kind of freaks me out a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we, seven o'clock every morning, we would go for a run. Um, Sometimes we would do some, like, um, hit work. So squats and jumping jacks and sprints and some of that core, lots of core. Um, work. Lyndon and a lot of people believe that being fit was great for riding, which it is. So we... So how, many, how many other riders are were down there with you and how big is this program? And There were 13 of us in the program um, and we did everything together. It was really fun, really great bonding experience for all of us. So who were some of the other riders that were there? Um, Katrina Sadies on Poldy 10. She did a lot of the FEI ponies at Global. And then there was Kaya Anderson and um, a lot of others. There's Alex from Ohio. Um, we came from all over the States to come. Oh, that's fabulous. So the the program was three months. What did you do um, when it came to the housing and that type of thing? Housing, we were all responsible to find our own housing. So some people lived together. Some people found random friends that they had in Florida. I got housing with um, a family that agreed to take me in for the winter. Oh, super. Very cool. So what what are you going to take, you know, stepping forward in your career? Where, where are you going to go with this program? I, The WIT program was really a springboard for me. I feel like I am geared up and ready to go after my goals with my horse. And this year I'm going to try to qualify for regionals um, and maybe eventually do young riders with them. I think he and I can make it. Awesome. Well, I hope so too. Cause now you're now you're here back in Ohio, and you're not too far from me. So we're excited to have you join our team as well. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for telling us about this program. If people want to learn a little bit more about the WIT program, but also the all the things that are offered through Dressage for Kids, what are some what are some things that they can do to do that? Um, Dressage for Kids has a website. It's Dressage for Kids, four as in the letter or the number. Um, and then there's also a Facebook page that is pretty active. Super. And um, for the WIT program, when did you do your application? When do you have to have that in? It's due in October, I believe. Okay. So, so people need to kind of be thinking about it and potentially um, get on that for next winter even. Yeah, definitely. Um, some of the things that required, you know, extensive application, talking about yourself and your goals, and then a video of you riding. Ah, uh, super. Right, yeah. Was there an essay component or anything like that? or was it? A lot of the questions, you know, you could answer them in essay or statements, whichever you prefer. Super.
Well, great. Well, it really, truly sounds like an amazing program. I want to sign up, but the fitness makes me component makes me slightly nervous. You're younger than me. What can I say? But um, I hope you continue it on, and we look forward to having you here in Kentucky and, and also just seeing how this program leads to you becoming a professional rider. So thanks so much for your time, Jessica, and we look forward to hearing from you in the future. Thank you. Well, next up is Aiden Uller. She is the girl in the news uh, these days because she was uh, just announced that she is now being sponsored by Nike. So uh, Aiden's a good friend of mine and, and look forward to this interview. Well, it is so exciting to have our dear friend of the Dressage Radio Show, Aiden Uller's on. Um, Aiden, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I am great. Aiden is the gold medalist um, from juniors, and she won the gold medal last year at Young Riders here in Kentucky. So um, she's a dear friend of mine. And just to have you on and get an update, things have been changing in your neck of the woods, huh? Yes, extremely. I'm I'm completely just amazed with everything that's been going on, and I... Uh, with Nike and everything is just so exciting and Shapur and I are definitely loving the new gear and I can't wait to see what Nike can uh, help uh, me in becoming a better athlete and, and ever, or all around it'd be amazing. Great. Well, let's start with this. So I was super excited um, to call you about this because I heard, I knew it was going on maybe a little bit earlier than everybody else, not too much earlier, but I had a little, <laughs> little, a little extra from your mom and from you. Um, so tell us about Nike. This is a big deal for riders and sponsorship for all of us. So tell us what's going on. Well, I initially, um, when Nike contacted me, I was just completely stunned and be like, uh, are you me? Are you sure? (laughs) I little old me, I never even thought I could get anything like this, but I come, I've been coming to a point where I needed to start, uh, thinking of ways to support my riding financially because my parents can't support me for the rest of my life. I'm not going to be living with them forever. (laughs) Um, And I, was like, you know, why not? Why can't I send something? Uh, the worst thing that they could do is say no. And kind of, here I am now. And apparently they didn't say no. Exactly. So you're the first equestrian to ever be sponsored by Nike, right? I believe so. Um, and I've, uh, at least not in the U.S. I'm, they're not quite sure if there's anybody else around the world, but I, I believe so. <laughs> Awesome. So you literally just had a huge trip with them. Am I right? Yes. I went up to Oregon to visit the nice campus and it's one of the most beautiful places on earth. And I love Oregon. It's in uh, Beaverton in Oregon. I think it's right outside of Portland, but I definitely am missing up up north uh, where I was up in Seattle before. I mean, everything, the greenery is just amazing and the hiking trails and running trails and they have so many different activities there it's if I ever had to work in an office I would want to work there (laughs) (laughs) and that's saying something because I never want to work in an office in my life (laughs) (laughs) so what did you do when you got there so what was what was you went up you flew up there so what happened when you got there when I got there, I had one day to kind of prepare so I hung out at my hotel but the next day I had uh, a 
beautiful tour um, with some very nice people, and they showed me around the campus and told me a little bit about the history of everything. And then after that, I was in meetings, the meetings, the meetings, <laughs> and I felt so grown up going in there and and you know talking to the women's division about what I do and my sport and what I really hope to accomplish with my uh, my athletic and, and training goals, uh, both riding and uh, like cross training. And they seem to be really excited about this. I mean, no, they've never been in, uh, introduced to any dressage before, any dressage riders. So it's a whole new world for them as well. And they seem to be really intrigued with everything and what I do. And <laughs> I'm trying to tell them that it's riding. Everybody thinks that riding is the person just sits up on a horse and does nothing and the horse does everything. But I've definitely cleared that up with them that that is not it. <laughs> that a girl. I like it. Yeah, it's really amazing. And uh, what is this? After the meetings and then I what was it? around like six o'clock. I was in meetings all day. It was so amazing. <laughs> and uh, I got to go to the Nike employee store and bought a few things for my friends and family. And I was really excited about it and got to give them a little back to my support team because they're the ones that got me here in the first place. So they needed to get something back in return. <laughs> Aww. I love it. Yeah. And grandma's all excited. She got some new tennis shoes and she was running around in them today. And I was so <laughs> happy watching her enjoy her new product. And you have a very supportive family. I've gotten to meet your whole family, your parents and your grandma, and everybody is so, so supportive of your riding. Um, so, and that's so, so nice to see. Your grandma moved with you to Seattle and now you guys live in California, right? Yes. Grandma also followed me down there, too. <laughs> exactly. I love it. And she likes the weather probably a lot better than Seattle. And she was getting having enough of the gloom and doom of the rain. And now we're in sunny California where it was just 85 degrees yesterday. <laughs> oh, don't don't talk like that because Philip may, may really feel very sick when you talk about the weather in California. <laughs> So, so Aiden, tell us, there's been, yeah, there's been some changes in your riding. What's been going on with you and Shapur? Well, Shapur and I have moved to Albert Court, and we are training with Christine Trowig, and I call her the magical unicorn of dressage because she's so fantastic. It's kind of our inside joke, and I got her this cute little uh, beanie baby unicorn to have our little uh, inside joke um, stuffed animal. <laughs> it was She's just completely amazing, and I love her training, and she's just this, uh, I, the words that I use to describe her are basically the magical unicorn of dressage. <laughs> I love it. If you, if you can really describe her uh, anything other than that. But just, <laughs> I am just astounded with her and her whole being and training, and I just love her personality and the way that she trains. It's definitely uh Shapur and I have been improving greatly so now what's the plan with Shapur this year you you can't come back to young riders unfortunately with him because you won last year that's a rule you, once you win they kind of kick you out on on that particular horse so what's going on with him and, and with you uh well Shapur and I uh we are going to be doing some I won um I don't think we are going to do the 
trying out for Gladstone. But just it, we wanted to see how he does it. I won not just for him, but for me, because I need to start preparing for a Brentina horse. Uh, and he can teach me the nuances of the upper levels. And I can really perfect my riding to help uh, prepare myself for the next horse. So I'm really excited about that. <laughs> awesome. That's fabulous. So you're doing I won, doing the small tour this year and going to see what where that brings you. I love it. Yes, and he seems to be really liking it. He likes his two tempies a lot. <laughs> I have to be like, whoa there. <laughs> oh, you guys have such an awesome partnership. So now, Aiden, tell us, going kind of back to the Nike thing, wh- what are what are your favorite new products that you've gotten? Oh, I love um, what is this? the Nike running fleece. My new jacket, I uh, it's uh, what is it? it's like a gl- light gray color with black piping, and it's complete like so soft. I am really about fabrics, and they they have to be soft and comfortable, or else I get freaked out about it, and I cannot focus on anything else. But I really like to wear it to the barn or over everyday clothes and everything is just so well made and so uh, functional and I really do love all of their products but that was one of my favorite jackets I love the Nike um was it the Nike running tech uh pants and they have these beautiful patterns they're so colorful to be working out in and I really love uh good quality products and they're amazing. I mean, they're, what is it? Um, for running around and doing my regular routine from running up and down stairs and around my park and Pilates and yoga, I've been starting to do all these different workouts and to start upping my game as a athlete. And it's really exciting that they can provide me with all these products to help me with obtain my athletic goal outside of riding. Now, Aiden, do, do you have anything that you're obligated to do by contract for them? Right now, I'm. they're just helping me be the better athlete. Uh, they don't require anything of me. They just really have, they really like my story and what I want to do uh, in the future. And they just want to help me as a person and an athlete and to succeed and achieve my goal. So they, (laughs) I'm amazed at that. Yeah, it's (laughs) really exciting. And I was just amazed that somebody uh, believed in me. And and that's not just a um, a one person, but a whole company. And not just a small company, but an extremely large company that can believe in me. And uh, and I'm really honored for them to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think that sponsorship is, is, a, is a whole new animal, but I think that, um, you know, riders to be sponsored is, is a huge deal, but, you know, they also look for the right people and the right story. And I think that, you know, you have that and you're the right, you're the right kind of person. You're just so kind and humble and you work really, really hard. It's true. I mean, I think that that's, you know, we, we always talk about sponsors and people think that, you know, it's so easy to get sponsors and it, and it's not, it's not easy to keep them and it's not easy to get sponsors. So I think that, you know, getting a huge multi, you know, international company to sponsor you, but also have them look at riders in general is 
is amazing. So I think that that's thumbs up to you because I think that that will help really open some other sponsorship doors for all riders. Um, yeah, that's what I was really thinking about because if Nike shows an interest in our sport, then other companies are going to be looking to Nike being like, hey, what are they doing? I want to do some of that. And maybe they will look at some other riders and start making dressage a, a more recognized sport. Exactly, which would be great. I'm looking at pictures of uh, the Nike campus you were at in Oregon, the inside <laughs> pictures with all of the, the, the football player, mannequin, just everything that they have displayed there. This is an unbelievable place. Oh, yes. It's like part museum, part uh, Disneyland. <laughs> wow. It really is. If you're a sports nut, you would love this place. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was sending so many pictures to my dad. They have a Nolan Ryan building and us being from Texas and he working for the Texas Rangers. He was obsessed with that building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bet your dad is super excited to have to have oh, sponsored yeah. by Nike. That's pretty awesome. I love it. Oh, yeah. He's really excited. And he was like, send me some shoes, Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> New shoes. Oh, that's super. Yeah. Did, were there any other athletes that were there while you were there? Or were you, you there by yourself? Um, I was there by myself. There was uh, some, um, who was it? So, uh, there was a lady hockey player from Canada. I can't remember her name. But oh, there, uh, I'm sure they were running around there somewhere. But I was basically shuffled place to place and pretty quick. I met a, a lot of the teams that are going to be helping me out uh, and, you know, planning my workout schedules and everything and what I need uh, for future products. And they, um, what was it? Uh, they were mainly the people that I was meeting and they were absolutely fantastic. I've never met such an amazing uh, like group of people who were like so driven to help me besides my family, of course, but the whole company, they were just so helping and so nice and inviting and intrigued with my sport. And I was really uh, amazed to meet them. That's awesome. Has Nike opened any doors for any other sponsorship that, that you you've started? Have you kind of built on this experience at all? Um, not yet. Um, but I'm hoping there can be some new things, um, happening soon. Um, right now we're just trying to work on getting a next, uh, the next horse for me. Um, um, what is it? But my agent is Cheryl Shade. She's working real hard and trying to help me. And it's funny because I got Nike before I got the agent. <laughs> I did it backwards. Yeah, you did and, do it backwards. <laughs> but uh, anyway, she's amazing and she's going to help me uh, and with opening um, new doors and trying to get uh, what is it? Um, people to help support me, not just with products, but financially. And um, I'm really excited about the, our future together. And she's stunning, and I just love her to death already. <laughs> Excellent. Well, as always, we would love to keep hearing about your journey. And, and as you kind of continue the sponsorship, I, can, I hope it's a role because, um, again, you're really uh, changing the way people look at sponsorship for a rider. So keep it up. And as always, it's from your Kentucky family. We love to stay in touch. And um, <laughs> we will be in and touch. I love you guys, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Aiden. We'll be in touch soon. And we look forward to having you on the show again. 
All right. I would love to be back again. <laughs> Great. And Aiden, if our listeners want to contact you, how, how do they how do they do that? Um, besides uh through my Facebook, um I uh through my agent, Cheryl Shade, she at Shade Global, she will forward any questions to me and I would be happy to answer all uh, any and all questions. Super. Well we hope it, it will lead to a new horse for sure. I hope so. Fingers crossed. Well, that is so cool to be the first equestrian to get a sponsorship from Nike. Love it. Oh, and Love I want it. to see their headquarters. That looks I absolutely unbelievable. I mean, geesh. It, looks I know. Like a, it does look like a museum inside. It is so cool. A museum to sports. I love it. Uh, yeah, and good for her. She seems like a real sweetie, and, and she uh, is great yeah. person. So I'm excited, and she'll she'll bring such good um, rapport, and but also you know show Nike that there's some really really wonderful people that ride. So look forward to hearing how her riding improves with all of, all of their help, and and that'll be great. I hope she'll pa- pass along to me, and then I'll pass it along to you guys. Well, we got a trainer tip question on our Facebook page at Dressage Radio Show. Take a look at it there. Like us there. And Philip was with us earlier to record the answer because I would have been no help at all. So <laughs> let's take a listen to that. Okay, guys, this one's from Rita Hansen on our Facebook page. Hi, Reese and Philip. I have a training question for you. It's a little bit long. I shortened it up a little. I have a coming 11-year-old Morgan Gelding. We practice dressage, trail ride, and have recently got into distance riding. My gelding has a good work ethic, is sensitive in a good way, but can take pressure. He, his preferred gait is the trot, and he will happily and easily lengthen his trot to keep up with cantering horses. That comes from uh, Morgan's being a uh, driving horse, uh, mostly. If I ask for the canter going across cross-country, he will comply, and it's lovely to ride, whether working or collected. In the dressage ring, it is quite different. He is nervous about the canter and will deal with even the slightest imbalance by dropping out of the canter. Uh, uh, I also have yet to find a way to explain canter walk to him. His walk canter transition is fine, but no matter what I've tried, he will sneak in at least one trot stride in between the canter and walk nine out of ten times. He thinks I'm asking the impossible. Do you have any suggestions for improving the canter in general for a horse that prefers the trot and dropping out of the canter walk transition in particular? I suspect they are all related. Thank you. You're both awesome, as are your guests. And I listen to every show at least twice to get every tidbit. Oh, that's so sweet. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Well, you know, Morgans were originally bred for driving, and, and in driving, trot is the gate you want. You don't want a lot of cantering. So Yeah, you don't want them cantering a whole lot in, it's, in it's the It's uncomfortable cart. in the cart, first of all. Yeah, yeah exactly. Not good. So, um, Philip, do you want me to take it first? Yeah, Reese, yeah. Okay, I'm perfect. ready to hear from Reese Coffer-Stanfield. <laughs> Thank you, Philip. As everybody knows, Philip's not feeling so hot today, so I'm going to take it, and, and, and Philip will will join in here in a minute. But yeah. um, you know, it's tough. It's it's tricky. You know, we always say when you pick a horse, uh, you know, <laughs> you, you always you, you can't change the canter. You can improve in the walk, really. The canter and the walk are kind of two things that you got. Uh, you can improve the trot. So this is a tricky kind of uphill battle um, that, that if we, you know, we, we came for a lesson and we were working on this, I, that would be kind of the first thing that I would say is, is it is very difficult to get him to canter. Um, it is great that he canters well outside. Um, I would personally capitalize on that a lot 
if, if you're cantering well outside, I would, um, and, and now thankfully we're getting to the time of the year where, where we can ride outside. Um, I would, I would canter outside. I would first start cantering where he can canter. And then I would start to kind of shorten up where the canter, how, how you're cantering. So let's say you're cantering in a big field. Then I would start to half the field. Then I would start to quarter the field. Um, just because we're trying to capitalize on what he can do well. Um, and so that he gets some confidence while he's doing that. So that would be my first thing is that I would start cantering outside where you can get him to canter. One of the reasons you're having trouble getting him to canter in the ring is obviously balance. And um, it's, it's much harder depending on the size of the ring. Let's just, uh, for, for sake of, of discussion, a 20 by 60, a normal dressage arena, that can be quite tight for some horses to make the turn in. So, um, so that's why I would start cantering where he's comfortable and I would start to make the size of where you're cantering a little bit smaller to kind of help him get the balance. Um, I also wouldn't be afraid of, to lunge this horse a little bit in the arena um, and in the canter and work on getting him to be stronger in the canter, uh, especially on the lunge line. Because um, if he's dropping out, he's nervous about cantering, um, it, it could very well help him to start with the lunge line and, and get the balance. Um, I would say, you know, if you're having trouble just with the basic canter, um, a canter walk transition is actually quite a difficult transition. It, we don't see it um, at all. Canter walk comes in at, at second level test one. So you will have already done training in first level and worked on the balance. And in theory, with that canter walk transition, the horse will already need to have some level of collection. So that's why, you know, if you kind of break it down, if you're not able to keep the rhythm of the canter, a three beat rhythm, and, and, and he breaks out of the canter and he struggles with that transition, that's why. So, um, and that's why you're also having trouble with the canter walk transition because they really have to sit and collect behind. So one of the things that, again, I would do is, is I would work outside, I would lunge, um, I would potentially back off the canter walk transition for a little while until I was really able to ride what I call kind of an exaggerated half halt in the canter when you can kind of canter on a, on a 10 meter circle. Ideally, um, I like to do and start with my canter walks against the wall of the arena or the, uh, of the arena or my indoor, which is even better, an actual wall, um, and and do that walk transition toward the wall where the horse is naturally going to back off the wall. Um, so that's what I would do. And so until I'm able to sort of ride at a good 10-meter circle in the canter, balanced, where I can get them to sit on their haunches a little bit, again, I would back off that canter walk transition. Um, I think that once you're able to get the horse to do that and, and be more balanced and more comfortable sort of in their own rhythm and in their own skin in the canter, uh, then, in theory, the canter walk transition should be a, an easier transition. But you're right, there can be absolutely no trot steps in that. It's a canter walk. It's not canter one step trot walk. So that's what I would do. I would, I would, I would just kind of scale it back. I always try to look at problems like this. In, in, in whenever you have a problem in a higher level movement, I guarantee there's a problem with a basic somewhere. So I always try to sort of stop and think, okay, where is the issue on the training scale. Um, and it sounds like you can go all the way back to rhythm in the canter. Um, when he drops out of the canter, he especially drops in that canter walk transition. 
and I would go back and, and do some more transition work with them till I was able to collect him, have him carry his balance and carry his weight behind, and then you'll be in much better shape. So, Philip, that's what I got. What do you got for us? Good thoughts, Reese. Um, I'm kind of reminded back to my Frisian days. They have a lot of problems cantering, especially in a small ring. So I had to really get creative, you know, canter a lot outside in big spaces and then figure out how am I going to fit this big canter into the small ring, you know? And the way that I did that is that I really, the, the biggest struggle for the horses were the corners. And so when I was riding outside, even if it was a big space, I rode the box. I think that's one of the hardest things for all horses when they learn to canter is not to race around the corners and make my my nice rectangle ring into a big oval. So, um, you know, do transitions in the corners, try and ride a deeper and a deeper corner. Then you can use the corner to really half halt the horse, set them on the hind legs a little bit, and then you can do, you know, your walk, canter transitions, It'll all come from that, right? Because, uh, you know, the horses, they they just want to curve. They want to make big circles in the canter. They want to make big shapes, big figures. Really being able to half halt and turn the horse on a more of a 90-degree angle, um, I think that's that's worth doing, really worth practicing proper corners in the canter because I think that's what we miss uh, big time. So that was what, you know, I really spent a lot of time doing that uh, with the Frisian. And, uh, and then he learned. He learned how to, how to take weight on the hind leg. And, and the other thing that, that that horse needs is a little bit extra collection, more than what, you know, what the warm bloods would take. That, he, that was really key to, to learning how to canter and keep the rhythm and keep the balance and get those walk canter transitions really go for more and more collection and uh, and the horse will learn confidence and not racing and, and I think it's just, you know, don't think about speed, right? The horse has to have no speed at all. They can learn to relax and really carry themselves nicely in the canter. So I think that's about that's about that's my two cents worth there. I love it. Even even sick, you have a good. Yeah, I'm trainer. sorry. Yeah, I, so, I sound uh, horrible. I'm sorry to everyone this week. That is I, so good. I love it. Even sick, Phillips can can get it. But I agree. I mean, I think you know we we don't ride enough corners, and we're not good enough about riding corners. And counterbend, you know. Yeah. For a corner to happen well in canter, the horse has to be able to counterbend. So bend both ways in the canter. It's so 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 important to get straightness. Uh, you can't collect unless you have a little bit of that outside shoulder underneath you. It takes a little counterband to do that sometimes. So, sorry, that's a little extra. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that those are all such great, great things. So, uh, I love it. I think those are really good tips for, for all of us. And, you know, again, you can take that and, and put it to anybody, any any horse's canner. Any um, horse, can, yeah, to yeah, improve the I canner, mean, any horse. Exactly. That's not just necessarily, you know, that's just not, not, that could be not necessarily your, your traditional driving horses, but I mean, they, they, they can benefit from that a lot. Exactly. Exactly. So I love it. I hope that tri- that tip helps. And again, we love listener questions. Keep them coming. Uh, like I said, if we can't answer them, we'd love to grab somebody else that can. So thanks so much for the listener question. And we look forward to more in the future. Well, Glenn, thanks so much for coming on the show and filling in. You're always here, but you had to jump in today to help me with the show since Philip is under the weather. All right. So thank you. Uh, no problem. Anytime with you, Reese. You know I like hanging <laughs> out with you, and I'm so excited in a couple of weeks so we'll get to see each other and hang out some more. 
I know. I love it. That's the best part about living in Kentucky. And especially when the horse shows start coming and everybody starts to come into town. So I can't wait for Rolex and, and for our listener meetup, that's going to be a lot of fun. So, and and I will be out in the cross country course. Love it. Yay. And then I will mention too, that we'll be doing the horses in the morning show live from there on Friday morning at 9am and Sunday morning at 9am. We'll be coming to you live from the uh, Rolex uh, three-day event. Jamie, Jen, and I uh, will be doing the show. Jamie's flying in with her baby. Oh, Uh, I can't wait to meet him. I know. The baby's coming along. Cute little guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, you hear him on the show occasionally. He likes to take (laughs) over the microphone. Nice. uh, At six months old. So, <laughs> I said he's gonna be. You're gonna be out of job here soon. She's gonna be out of a job yep. for sure. Love it. And don't forget, you can listen to us and all of the shows on the Horse Radio Network on the Horse Radio Network app. It's the easiest, simplest way to listen to the shows. If you have IRS, iOS, or Android, just go to the App Store and search for Horse Radio Network. That is the simplest way to do it. And Reese can be found at. MapleCrestFarmKY.com and my email is Reese at HorseRadioNetwork.com Thank you everybody. Everybody keep your heels down and your shoulders back and we will talk to you next week. 